Welcome to Healthcare 2030. This program features conversations and interviews with respected healthcare industry experts discussing the latest topics regarding current issues today and the future of healthcare, innovation, and technology. To learn more about Oxio Health, head over to oxiohealth.io. That's www.oxiohealth.io. Now here's your host, Noel Guillama. Well, welcome to Healthcare 2030. Um, we have been discussing some really fascinating subjects in in the field of healthcare uh, in these podcasts, and today's I think is going to be one of the most exciting. Uh, first, I want to introduce my my uh, my co-host and partner, Carl Larson. Um, we've worked on a number of uh, technologies together, patents, platforms. Um, Carl, welcome to the program. Well, thank you, Noel. It's uh, again, it's it's been exciting doing these and exploring the areas of healthcare that um, are growing so rapidly and and changing the face of healthcare, not only for hospitals and clinics and physicians, but also for the consumer. And and I think that's where we kind of want to bore into today, uh, carrying uh, forward from our last podcast, talking about the adoption of and and the use of technology in healthcare, and now talking and about how healthcare and uh, the consumer are coming together. So um, that seems to be a major a major area for the entire world at this point, and and the use of of healthcare records and and how a a patient uh, uses them, who owns the records how they get access, all of those things uh, we want to explore today. So, so in, in the subject matter of consumerism in healthcare, I think that when we look back uh, at this era, we're going to see that probably, certainly because of the computer, but more importantly because of the smartphone, that it, it and, 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 and what we've talked about before, the, the growing number of baby boomers coming into the healthcare systems, you know, high consumption years, uh, certainly in their 50s, 60s, and 70s, that that we are witnessing uh, an age uh, of explosive consumerism in healthcare, and 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 I'll give you a, a couple of examples about that, uh, and 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 that has to do with uh, the quality of the doctor. Uh, I cannot imagine. I, I remember when I tried to tell my doctor, a, a friend of mine who was a doctor, um, maybe 20 years ago, that he needed to get on the internet and get up a get a website. And he looked at me, and I told gave him some ideas. I said, "Listen, you want to talk about your bio on the website? Um, you want to talk about the type of of surgeries that you do? Uh, maybe some patient testimonials." And then and then I made the uh, sort of the mortal sin. Is I said, "You may want to connect the patient." to the AMA, the surgery, the CDC, sort of just as general. And this is early into the internet, obviously. I'm talking about literally 1999, 2000. And his answer was, why do I want to sort of inform the patient? Uh, They're gonna come with the wrong information. Um, So, you know, that mentality was there. Uh, Probably, I could tell you probably 10 years ago, uh, doctors were not used to having a rating Honestly, whether it was on uh, on health grades or Yelp or anything, uh, or Facebook, as to a rating, now every doctor that I know, they may not like it, but they know it exists. 
So that technology is sort of creeping very fast. So that era of consumerism um, is here today, and I think it's going to get bigger. Uh, we cannot, uh, in the last, I'd say, 18 months probably, but certainly today, open up a conversation about health care without seeing about price transparency. Right. Um, right. The, the federal government is losing it over it, mandating transparency. They're trying to mandate that the that the consumer have access to the payments uh, that insurance companies pay hospitals. So not just Medicare, Medicaid, which is which is pub- generally public, uh, but also what what the contract rates is with with insurance companies. Um, so that is all a sort of a drive to consumerism. You and I both know. Of, of at least one company that's out there trying to create transparency right. by allowing sort of doctors to bid for services so the consumer can go in there and says, I need a product or a service. Um, what's the best price? And also who has the highest value? When we go buy something on, on Amazon.com, not only are we looking at price and price comparisons, mm-hmm. we're also looking at what the reputation of that seller is. Right. Um, and the reviews, and, and the right. reviews, right. even more importantly. Right. And I can tell you that you know I've I've tried to buy some things, and sometimes I bought some things, and either I regretted it, or or or, or someone very close to me says, you know, this thing's a piece of crap. Did you look at the reviews before you bought it? I'm like, yeah, no, I didn't. I should have. Uh, so that 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 is now happening in healthcare, uh, and it's becoming a big deal. So you've got price transparency, you got quality transparency. Um, that I think are, are, are monster impact, and that is only going to accelerate for two, really, the sort of the three generations that are using it, which is sort of the millennials that are getting into you know some healthcare use, certainly the 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 X generation, and then the 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 baby boomers are all technology savvy. They're all looking at restaurants or hospitals. Uh, rating so consumerism is very much in force today with healthcare, um, in particular again because technology has made it so easy to do. Well, I think it. I think you're absolutely right, and uh, I want to go back uh, and um, bring forward something we discussed in our last podcast, uh, talking about uh, EHRs and EMRs, electronic medical records, and a point that you made that at this juncture right now, less than about 10% of the population that has access to their own medical record uh, through a patient portal is actually looking at that record. But that creates somewhat of a dichotomy because if if we've only got 10% of the people that are actually looking at their medical record, then what importance is price transparency to them? And I think the answer I'm going to suggest is that this dichotomy is is evaporating very quickly because people are learning that they have access to this information, they can find it, and now they do have something of value to discuss with their physician when they do talk to them. So going back to your your conversation years ago and and the doctor that says, why do I want to let the patient know this? Now I think it's beginning to shift and, and the value of that patient doctor relationship is beginning to change. Would you would you agree? And technology sure. is, is is really pushing that. Sure. So let's go back in history. Um, there, 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 there was a, a law passed 
that was uh, passed in 1996. It was the Health Insurance Portability Accountability Act. We mm-hmm. generally know mm-hmm. the word HIPAA. That's what mm-hmm. it's, that's the acronym. Right. What that HIPAA did, a couple of really big things that that are, we're only sort of still seeing the opportunity today. One is it it required that anyone that connected sort of into the health system, and the health systems identified really three: the doctors, the hospitals, and the insurance companies had to sign an agreement that basically keep the patient information confidential. Doctors had to take steps, meaningful steps to protect the information. Um, they had to keep it under lock and key. So your cleaning crew could should not, could not have access to your records. So I can tell you that I remember a lot of doctors creating, you know, sort of private rooms where they would store the records so they could lock it and the cleaning people were not allowed. That's the first thing. But what was fundamental of, of the HIPAA Act uh, or law is that it absolutely positively stated that the patient was the owner of the medical record. Yeah. And I will tell you that that most doctors uh, don't want to remember that. <laughs> and and only because it, if the patient wants a copy of the record, it's expensive for them. Um, and also HIPAA, third of a third point, allowed the patient to access the record and write a note in the record. Now, you couldn't overwrite a doctor but he could write a doctor, he could write a note that would become part of their record. If a doctor disagreed, you know, something, you know, is material to sort of mental health, I disagree with a doctor on this day and blah, blah, blah. And that doctor would have to maintain that record uh, as part of his notes. This is the patient's notes, uh, sort of a, I hate to say, sort of a counterpoint. So those are really cool things that were, that were opportunistic about HIPAA. What is today happening and, and this is happening at a very high level, but I think it will continue to trickle down in a material way, is companies like Apple have created inside the iPhone the ability to connect to large, generally large systems, the Epic, the Cerners of the world. So if you want, you can download basic information um, from, your, from your health and wellness condition, the last 10 medications, last 10 diagnosis. Uh, has some value for sure, but as we've also talked about sort of hospital data is limited value because it's usually based on an episode of something yeah. that hopefully you, you've gone over, whether it was a surgery or, or, or something um, that, that was medical, uh, whether it was uh, you know high blood pressure or gallbladder or something that hopefully would have passed. You need a lot more data. So here's what I think is going to be happening very quickly because now technology has the ability to, to, to do that is I think we're going to go from not just a patient owning the record sort of on paper or theoretical, but the patient owning the record literally, where instead of the doc, the, the patient downloading and accessing the medical record and trying to get the iPhone, which as great as it is, has limited capacity for processing, to aggregate and integrate, that the patient will own the record physically and the doctors will synchronize to it. And I see the patients paying for that. So I see patients, instead of a doctor paying, let's say $1,000 a month to have an EMR platform in the cloud um, and some kind of utilization feature, I see the patients paying, honestly, a very insignificant amount, less than you pay for Netflix, okay? Uh, and less than you pay for iTunes to have the medical record 
under your control. Let's pick a number of, you know, $4.99 a month. And you would have the medical record individually. And all of the doctors would then have to download from your platform, the system, from a third party, the medical record. And whenever they change the medical record, go back to you so that the consumer becomes the, 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 the aggregator, the consolidator of EHRs. That's the only way it's going to change. Otherwise, you're going to continue to have the average person over 65 has six doctors um, at any one time in, in their life. Um, and somebody's got to figure out all of the medications that they're on. And it's very difficult. I can tell you that um, my, my father, when he was alive, had a problem. And, and the problem was that he was on 13 medications with six doctors. And a few of those doctors, and, and I do not blame the doctors, could not, did not communicate, could not communicate because they were expecting my father, who had already some issues of, of cognitive issues, to remember all the medications he was on. He couldn't remember, let alone take them on time and in place. So that, that, that becomes a problem. So instead of having that lack of communication, or as, as people do today, which is basically go to the doctor and say, I'm moving doctor, and, you, and the doctor gives him a, a, a printed record to then take to the other doctor. The other doctor has to go in and basically scan it or PDF it into the medical record, and it becomes static. Now, that, that, that is now a data silo that is no, normally not available unless a doctor goes in and starts going page by page by page by page, and it could be hundreds of pages, especially when you're in your 60s or your 70s. So I believe that in very short order, I mean, the next you know, two, three years, there will be organizations that come in and says, we will consolidate your record, and we will have access to allow the doctors to access your record. Because no one on earth Okay, other than a parent to a child, has more interest that your rec that your information be accurate, updated, and usable than you as a consumer. So that that's the era that we're in today. So the shift is clearly toward the consumer, and so I guess I I recall from uh, old database management days we used to talk about. Uh, you know, when you have two databases of uh, essentially the same type of data, the same the same information, uh, two masters is no master, and uh, that's pretty much what we're into. I think uh, what I'm understanding from your discussion with multiple doctors, multiple di and different EHRs, different EMRs, uh, so we're moving from what is now a physician centric system to a consumer-centric system. Absolutely, no question about it. And let's think about what, and we've talked about this before, about the opportunity that IoT devices bring together, mm -hmm. the opportunity that telemedicine brings together. Uh, a lot of companies, uh, a lot of insurance companies are giving tremendous access to telemedicine for, for sort of, let's call it routine medical issues, okay? Um, people that may have allergies, they may have a cold, um, they may have, you know, joint pains, they can be treated on telemedicine. Part of the major obstacle in telemedicine is getting the patient history. So you end up wasting a lot of time, energy, and probably not get all the information because the consumer or the patient in that case doesn't remember everything. So imagine if you go in and if you are, as a consumer, accessing a telemedicine provider or your doctor provides telemedicine and they are able to access all of the records that are that you have 
for that one instant so they can see the records at one time. We're talking about a tectonic shift in how healthcare is provided. If the if the owner, okay, and the most updated information is controlled by the consumer in the cloud. Remember, this was not possible until the cloud existed. Right. Right. Okay. The, the cloud becomes a data aggregator. In right. Many, in many Back respects. in the 90s, people tried to create a sort of electronic medical records on CD drives, okay, uh, on what we would today call flash drives, right. all kinds of ways. But floppy the, drives. Floppy, yeah. all kinds of things, but it was not accurate. Today, you can have all of your medical record aggregated, synchronized. And by the way, now you can have data analytics be running in the background, Okay. A machine learning AI right. on all of your record that is trying to guide you, to direct you of things that you need to do. So healthcare will dramatically change in the very near future. And one of the change agents is when we go from institutional control of the medical record to consumer control of the medical record. I see. I see another benefit here too, um, and that's from a from an overall data standpoint. Uh, the, your medical records are concentrated in one place. Uh, you may see multiple physicians. You may have multiple entries. But now, instead of being in multiple EHRs, it's in one. It's in one place. And that, that not only benefits to me, I, I could see that benefiting the consumer, but it really benefits the physician as well because now the last doctor I saw is going to have his notes and what he saw me about and 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 what whatever prognosis diagnosis there may have been on on whatever reason I saw that physician that's going to be in my medical record and the next individual that sees me now that is that that information is there and that that's hugely beneficial particularly for people well, medical tourism comes to mind. And and now if I travel, let's say I, I take a vacation, I go to France and, and I'm in an automobile accident. Well, now my medical record's available to that physician in that French hospital. Uh, and, and that individual now knows exactly what medications I'm on. And I, I, do you agree? I think Absolutely. this is I think this is a huge benefit, and uh, I think I think uh, though I I will have to admit the other side of the coin is how do we sell a consumer on the benefit? Well, I I think the consumer today is used to playing a subscription service, and there's nothing more valuable than your health. So if you're paying for all these other services that we described, um, your health is incredibly important. Um, it part of the challenge that the industry is going to have, the technology industry, is you know, for example, companies like Google tried to do this with a health vault, um, and and it did not succeed. And 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 the reported reason is because people didn't trust Google uh, with their data, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't it wasn't aggregating the data. It required it, it required too much work from the consumer. Um, but but we're today we could have very easily, especially through the patient portal, the aggregation of data, of medical records, uh, and the control of records, and and when you have uh, that ability, it'll change healthcare. Back to my 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 example of my father and thirteen medications. What my doctors that worked for for me uh, and were on staff went in and found out that my father, half of my father's problem 
was the interaction between medications of doctors that they, they didn't know he had that medication. Over medication. If, if, well, I don't want to be that blunt. I don't think it's that true. I think it, my father just didn't tell everybody what he was on. <laughs> so what happened is the doctors reduced his medication from 13 to 7, and my father completely recovered. Um, so that's something that and, – and the doctors, I bet you if you asked them – individually would have recognized the problem. Mm -hmm. It's just no one was seeing the entire picture. Right. And the hospital was the most blinded because when he got into the hospital, he was in very bad shape. He couldn't even tell people he was on. So thank God that I had his, a copy of his medical record in my, in my, in my control and I gave him to it, but they still sort of didn't do the math of all these different medications. They just, they just said all these doctors that prescribed this medication, we're going to keep them on those. And it wasn't until you had an, a, a really in-depth study as to the interaction for those medications. And as we know, and science knows it, e e drugs interact with each one of us slightly different. Well, he had five or six, or in this case, six, uh, six medications that were interacting in a unique way to him that was making him um, near death. And he was able to be, he, by the way, they didn't, it wasn't magic sex. They, they say, oh, these sex. They started taking him off drugs, okay, and seeing the reaction. And it took a week. And at the end, my father left the hospital on seven medications that are 13. Wow. That, the only way that we solve that problem, um, and, and, and frankly, I believe extend life expectancy, is when the patient controls the record. Right. So and by the way, that, that also, you know, if the patient's ill, then the, 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 the father, the son, the wife, what, what, the, you know, so that data continues to flow even if the patient is incapacitated. Right, right. And my example of the medical tourism, an accident uh, overseas somewhere, that's, uh, that, that's, that's just as important. Because now, not only a language issue, perhaps, but but certainly uh, a completeness of the records. Yeah. So, I, I agree. I just got done taking a trip that we'll talk about in one of the next podcasts, and I was gone for ten days, and I literally had a, a couple of minor conditions, and I wrote them down, put them in my wallet, because if I was in you know overseas, literally seven thousand miles away, uh, and they could not find my son or another family member. They didn't know the medications I was on or the issue, the minor issues that I had. And and I, I took that precaution. Uh, it would have been better if I had a card that said, in case of emergency, access my medical record one time, okay, from a known hospital source type of thing. Um, and, and, and here's the password and utilization for one time. One time use. One time use only. That's not a big deal. But today, no, no one that I'm aware of is aggregating all that data. Other than the, the Herculean work, but still incomplete work that Apple has done for the iPhone and iHealth. Right. Well, and, I, and you've, you've just moved, uh, segued to the, the next, I think, significant area to discuss. You introduced a little bit when you, you mentioned the Google Vault, and, and that is consumer trust. Consumer trust of that keeper of the records. And and so one of the one of the things that you and I have talked about, and we're we're actually um, embracing, is the blockchain, and and the immutability, the security, the encryption, uh, traceability, all of those things, auditability that come along with that. But what what do you see as the fundamental issues that 
a consumer is concerned about relative to that storage of their medical record? What What do you think? Well, like like everyone, like all of us, you know, it's sort of a cost benefit analysis. Um, I can tell you that if you're 21 years old, you probably don't care very much about your medical record because there's probably not very much there. Okay, maybe when you were a child, you know, you had immunization some records, immunization records. Right. You you had asthma, you had some, you know, slip and fall, you broke a foot, those kind of total, I'm not saying irrelevant, but not very material. So what's gonna happen is as, as data becomes more material, then it becomes more important and then you wanna protect it and you wanna have it available. The other thing that's very interesting that could happen with the, for example, the blockchain and medical records is that uh, the emerging and developing countries might leapfrog the United States and might leave other uh, other other countries by putting their medical records in the blockchain, literally in a, between a public and a private blockchain, so that you eventually you effectively sort of reverse or back into a national health system, uh, healthcare information using the blockchain. That is very very possible, and that also goes back to the idea of theoretically or, or, or possibly the patient controlling the record. If, 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 a, if a small country or a large country says, we are going to go to a national health system um, as far as data uh, aggregation, and we're going to use the blockchain to control the private key, pub, the, the private keys to the public information, public meaning what is consumers available, all of a sudden you've got all the doctors in that community or that country or that municipality being able to access the same medical information, and it would be secure. Um, because of the provisions of the encryption. So that's sort of sort of a different side of the same coin. A hundred percent convinced and, and and you know that that by twenty thirty and this it's sort of the, the title of these the, the these podcasts, that what I am describing in one way, shape or form will be happening. And we will get the medical record from control of the doctor or institution to the consumer. It it, it zero doubt that that's gonna happen. I would Definitely agree, and I think it has to happen because the amount of data that's now being um, collected by physicians on patients and 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 in hospitals that that has beneficial use to the to the patient has got to be stored stored securely. But it is an asset, if you will, of the individual. So. I, I think one of the things that's going to be driving this also, and we'll we'll get another subject for a future podcast, um, and and we'll close here, is it we as we talked about in our second podcast, healthcare is the largest industry in the United States. Healthcare employs more people than any other industry in the United States. Healthcare has been growing at at a constant four to four and a half percent every year, okay, for at least fifty years. And it is forecast to grow at that plus or minus 4%, at least for the next 10 years, so sort of that 2030 window. So what happens is uh, healthcare uh, hasn't really benefited yet from that consumer, from the, the, the power a consumer has. And that is happening right now because the consumer has the power now to do anything. Uh, in because of technology, they have the ability. I mean, you know, think about it just in the, in the last comment is think about how many streaming services went online in 2019. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, there was there was I don't remember any ten years ago. Um, I remember certainly when you could get Netflix and deliver the CDs to your house. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. Now, as, as of literally last year, you have too many to count. So now they're having an impact on cable, okay, which had an impact on broadcast uh, television. So we're 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 at that. I believe that we're at sort of that Netflix moment in healthcare data, in healthcare consumerism, that it's about to change in what was unpredictable by anybody else. Yeah, so <clears throat> going back to our title, consumerism in, in healthcare, we're at a pivot point between uh, the physician-centric and consumer-centric uh, systems. And um, I would totally agree we're seeing consumerism rising up and is, uh, is, is going to be now uh, what controls the the healthcare uh, of an individual? So I uh, this has really been enjoyable, and I um, made me think a lot about my own uh, healthcare records. So, uh, well, thank you, thank you very much for the good questions, and um, we'll explore you know great topics in the next podcast. Thank you for listening. Love to hear the comments. We've been getting some great comments, um, and um, stay tuned. Thank you for listening to our podcast. To learn more about our company please check out our website at oxiohealth.io. That's www.oxiohealth.io.